There is simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten Conference than with Nate Dickinson and the Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Follow the Locked On Big Ten Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. On today's episode, what would a win and a loss mean for Michigan State coming up this Saturday? And then two segments with John Johnston of Core Nation for an electric, electric conversation. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, September 23rd. Wow, almost can't believe it's Thursday. Already two days until our Spartans are back on the gridiron and back in Spartan Stadium. That's right, back in the woodshed, striping the stadium. If you're going to the game, you've probably heard it a gazillion times. We'll make it a gazillion and one. If you're in an even section, wear green. If you're in an odd section, that's right, you are going to be wearing white for the game. Also, if you're in the student section, wear white as well. Figured you already knew that. Uh, But hey, welcome to the Locked on Spartans podcast. I am your host, Matt Sheehan. And before going any further, just want to thank you for starting your day with the Locked on Spartans podcast or enjoying your lunch break or dinner or if you this is the podcast you fall asleep to. Uh, Hey, thanks regardless. Really do appreciate it. Um, Yeah, if you have any questions ever, comments, you need life advice, you want to give me some advice. LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find us. Once again, we are the Locked On Spartans podcast, your team every day, Monday through Friday. That is right. Um, like I said, on today's episode, uh, in segments two and three, we got uh, just an awesome conversation with John Johnston of Corn Nation. That is the SB Nation Nebraska podcast. Sorry, blog, not podcast. And then on tomorrow's episode, we also talk with uh, another Nebraska personality, Husker Mike of GBR Talk. We break down the keys to the game on Saturday. And yeah, no, uh, it goes without saying that we are bracing ourselves for Saturday's game. So that's going to be the content here on today and tomorrow's show. Actually, hard stop at that. Here I am saying we're going to talk about nothing but Nebraska MSU the next two days, but ha <laughs> No, I just wanted to share this little uh, tidbit here. This is from the uh, MSU men's and women's basketball team. Pretty cool event that they're going to be having October 2nd. Yes, if you are a football fanatic and your life revolves around the MSU schedule, some lights are probably going off in your head right now that, wait a minute, isn't that when MSU football plays Western Kentucky as well at home? Well, yes, it is. So, yeah, this could be a, a fun little day for Spartan fans that are going to the football game as well. Uh, just a little breakdown here on Saturday, October 2nd, the Breslin Center will be opening at 2 p.m. for an open women's and men's basketball practice. Head coach Susie Merchant and the women's basketball team will take the floor at 2.15 and will hold an open practice for an hour. And then right after, at approximately 3.15, Tom Izzo and the men's basketball team will appear on the court afterwards. Um, and yeah, admission's free. I'll beat that into the ground. Admission is free. If you guys know me whatsoever, you know that I love my stuff that costs free 99 and this is one of them. So, yeah, hey, before you hit the tailgates hard, go uh, go catch the, uh, the the ladies and the guys basketball teams practice at Breslin Center on October 2nd. All right, let's get into uh, the, the meat of the show today. Let's, let's talk Spartans, Huskers, that's right. Coming up here uh, in my talk with John Johnson, I asked him a question of what would a Nebraska win mean? What would a Nebraska loss mean to them? And 
When you're doing a solo podcast, sometimes you got to act like a crazy person and talk to yourself and ask yourself some questions. And that's kind of what I'm doing here. I'm actually going to spin that question for what this would mean for Michigan State, what a loss would mean, what a win would mean. So let's start with what a win would mean right off the top. If MSU wins on Saturday, this is what it proves, I, I think. I mean, everyone can you know, entitle your own opinion. If, if you disagree or agree, hey, I'll say it one more time. Lockdownspartans at gmail.com. So last week was a massive step in believing that the rebuild is ahead of schedule. And games like this coming up Saturday are just confirmation that, yes, yeah, the, the rebuild, you're darn tootin'. It, it is ahead of schedule. Uh, listen, last week MSU proved they can surprise some people. They also did that last year, but now is the tough challenge, though. Can you win the games that you are supposed to win? The games that are projected to still be close, but the games that you are supposed to win. Last year's team was never really supposed to win any games, but I don't, listen, I, we don't have to go in, into detail of how this year and last year are different. It's two completely different teams. However, a win here really puts an, an emphasis on Mel Tucker and how well he can focus his team week in and week out. And this is tough. It, it's tough to go win even home games against an opponent that you should beat. It, these get tough. I mean, remember, Vegas has this line set at anywhere between three and four and a half points. They expect it to be close, but still expected to win it. And it's even tougher to do it when everyone, myself included, hello, uh, is talking all high and mighty about you, just how sweet you are. Now, this is the most extreme example, but these are the waters that Nick Saban in Alabama has to traverse every single year. That's why Nick Saban calls it rat poison. All the compliments for his team, like, oh, yeah, sure, we got a miniature NFL roster, but, oh, this is rat poison, I hate it. But there really is something to that. To borrow a Tom Izzo quip, you don't want your team to get fat and sassy, thinking that you're all that, you're untouchable. I don't think that this team necessarily will, but a win would prove that, yeah, this team is dialed in on a weekly basis. Just like I said, these games are even tough for proven teams. But can you do it as a team that still might be doubted by by some? I think most of us in Spartan Nation see the good things coming, but hey, just every single win from here on out, it's just more confirmation. So yeah, there are going to be losses this season. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be Debbie Downer and say this team's not going to go 15-0. But can you avoid a loss in a game you are supposed to win after a, a draining, a physical, probably an emotional ass-kicking that you delivered on the road a week ago. I mean, what a turnaround. So I guess long answer boiled down to one sentence is this. A win puts a stamp on what you did last week and shows how focused this team is in buying into Mel Tucker's relentless approach week in and week out. So let's, uh, yeah, without further ado, let's end the segment on a, probably a negative note because what would a loss mean? I mean, I think it's worth a conversation. You know, I asked John Johnson this in the next segment. So what would a loss mean for, for Michigan State? And listen, I'll start here. Week zero, and I'm talking about Nebraska to start here. Week zero had six games on television. Six games on television. The, the only game with somewhat of like a shred of appeal was Illinois-Nebraska. So every college football fan watched Illinois-Nebraska. They stunk out loud in front of the nation. And worst of all, that, that, that might be the only Nebraska football anyone has watched this year, especially MSU fans, because, well, 
Nebraska's game against Oklahoma was on at the same time as MSU-Miami, so as long as you were flipping around channels pretty heavily, probably didn't watch a lot of Nebraska since that Illinois, uh, kind of a meltdown or clunker, however you want to call it. But guys, like they have been a fine team ever since. Yes, it's only been Fordham, and then they played Buffalo, and uh, yeah, they did lose to Oklahoma. Oh, we don't do moral wins here. Eh, you kind of do, though. I mean, they were fine enough to handcuff Oklahoma's explosive offense. Their receiver core is is legit. And Adrian Martinez, you know, in his 29th year in Nebraska, he is safer with the ball these days. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say, like, a loss would not be devastating because Nebraska isn't as bad as everyone remembers them being in Week 0. Now, I, I, hard stop. I know you're thinking, like, oh, you're already making excuses. Like, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Like, MSU should. They absolutely should win this game still. Like They've shown they've had the players to win these kinds of games. They did it just last weekend. However, a loss could be like you know the not-so-friendly reminder that, yeah, this is still a whole work in progress going on in East Lansing. Just a little reminder that this is still just year two of Mel Tucker's tenure, and while he's done a fantastic job by all accounts in the offseason, that's now translated to the first three games of this season, that, yeah, maybe there is some work that still needs to be done to turn this thing completely around. Now, again, don't get me wrong. I'm not playing fan police and saying that you shouldn't be disappointed if they lose Saturday. <laughs> Please. Lord knows I will be a little peeved in the minutes, probably hours, probably a day, uh, after they drop that game. But eh, it's just like all losses. Okay, not all losses, most losses. In the grand scheme of things, you let a few days drop by, and, yeah, you get more context with it and a, a clear... Clear a mind walking away from the stadium or the television, wherever you're going to be watching this game. So, I guess yeah, my long answer to boil it down into a single sentence is this. like Losing to this Nebraska team wouldn't be as embarrassing as Week 0 would make it be. you know. And it would be a reminder that, yeah, while things are going well right now, the Miami win was awesome. They'll never take that away from you. But it is still just year 2 and game number 11 of Mel Tucker's tenure. So... That's kind of my mindset going into the game here, win or loss. Of course, this could be a lot different if MSU wins in blowout fashion or loses in blowout fashion. But, yeah, let, let's just, uh, for sake of conversation, let's say uh, it is a close game everyone's expecting. All right, guys, we will be back right after this break with John Johnston of Corn Nation. But first, need to talk to you beautiful people about Rock Auto. That's right, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need and why would you often endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like hey does your does your chevy cruise need a woos user i I, no clue man i i barely know how to start my car let, let alone any of the car parts but luckily luckily the fine folks at rock auto are here to take care of you Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend up to 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? You would only do such behavior if you were a big clown. That's right, but you're not a big clown. You're someone that uses Rock Auto, the family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet and gas pedals. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. 
Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. Hey, how'd you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Big, big game against Nebraska coming up. So, of course, we got to get the biggest Nebraska guests that we could find. And, yes, of course, I'm talking about John Johnston of Corn Nation, baby. That is right. John, how on earth are you doing today, man? I'm I'm doing well, although when you said it was a big, big game, I'm kind of like, uh, well, I guess it is. <laughs> any big game for us is a big any game for us is a big one over here these days. I mean, after we beat Miami, it's like, okay, let's see how far we could ride this wave of momentum. So let's go, I guess. And you know, I watched that game. Fun. You guys beat the hell out of them. It was I awesome. mean, you beat uh, the hell out of them. Oh, yeah. And, and to extend, like, for the last six minutes to go to full, like, dagger time, and that is when we cut away from them. Like, that, that just made it even more satisfying. So, And then, of course, right after that, the, the spread for this game comes out, and it opens up at three, three and a half. And now it's up to four and a half. Regardless, close, though. So were you surprised to see that it was kind of like a close game predicted for this weekend by the sports books, or is that kind of what you figured was going to happen? I was still basking in the fact that we didn't get annihilated by Oklahoma. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, Nebraska football has been such that, you know, you got to go, you just got to go, oh, we won a game against the high school. I feel good. Oh, we beat a Buffalo team that looks over, you know, overmatched. I feel good. We didn't get annihilated by Oklahoma. I feel good. And then some guy wants me to talk about the next game. Right, sorry. I know, I know. I, here I'm just popping your bubble, but that, that's at, that's at the top of my list, though. It's like, what is the mood around the, the whole Nebraska fan base right now? Because just like you said, you know, you beat up on some opponents after that rough week zero. But I think like the where you guys were on Saturday against Oklahoma is a far, far cry from where you were against Illinois in week zero. So what what is the mood like amongst the fan base? Well, I can tell you, I've been running coordination for 15 years. I can tell you without any doubt that coming into this season there probably was more apathy than I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, since people can't see me, I'm on a podcast. I'm an old crusty SOB, (laughs) right? I've been around. I, I, my heyday in college at Nebraska was in the eighties. So when I say it was the worst apathy ever, I mean like, you know, over my lifetime. So it's gone from that, and then Illinois happened, and then everybody was like, let's burn ourselves, set ourselves on fire, and I don't know, run into Iowa, maybe set that on fire too, and that'd be fine, and sure. nobody would complain. But, uh, you know, then we obviously beat up Fordham, and now it's kind of getting more like, okay, can we do something with this? Can we do something with this? And now up, up next is Sparty, and we've kind of, you know, we've kind of owned you guys in the Big Ten. It's been weird. I know, I know. Like, the, the game that haunts me the most, and, like, a lot of fans on Twitter are, like, doing the ribbing over the 2015 game. Honestly, that does not bother me as much as the 9-6 uh, to six game that, that happened a few years ago. Like, because that that game was just a waste of time. Uh, I think, God, what year was it? I, I blocked it out of my memory. That, hours and hours of therapy to get that out of my brain. But, that, yeah, <laughs> you guys have had our number. Like, it's, 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 it is the weirdest thing <laughs> in the whole world because, I don't know, like – like 2015 should have happened, but hey, it did. And that's why I'm nervous when the spread comes out. And oh, it's it's three. Should be another close game against uh, the Huskers. Cool. 
Awesome. I, you know, it's early in the season. Everybody thought, you know, the line against Oklahoma was like 22 and a half, 23 points. Mm-hmm. Then Nebraska's defense, I think, the Nebraska defense is playing very well, went out and and broke Oklahoma's streak that was like, what, 65 yeah. games of them scoring 27 points plus. So that's pretty awesome. And then mm-hmm. you guys go out and uh, you're 3-0, and you're ranked. And I'm going to go back to you beat the hell out of Miami. You know, I wept for Miami watching that game. I did. I cried tears. Wow. Shoot. What a guy, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I cried tears of joy for those pieces. Do we swear on this podcast? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's not a problem. Not a problem. Nobody cares, Miami. I mean, what have they got? Four fans when they're good? It's crazy because I was lucky to be at that game and like it was a half full stadium. Like it, it was crazy. Yeah. And like of the half of the people there, like half were almost state fans and they're half Miami fans. So I, I don't get that fan base, man. But yet, like they're so passionate online. Like they're, yeah. I, you know, speaking of passion, really they're talking about Manny Diaz. Yeah, they do. And like, so speaking of anger around a head coach, can I just get a quick temperature check on the fan base and Scott Frost? Like, is he on the hot seat or did last week's? Kind of moral victory, for lack of a better term, kind of cool things down over there. Well, I think it cooled thing down quite a bit. I mean, uh, okay. I, I guess I it, it's up and down and all around, you know, this season, especially after the Illinois game. I mean, the Illinois game bothered me a lot because Illinois didn't even bother defending the pass. They just right. – their linebackers coming up charging, safeties charging. And normally when you do that, you run misdirection plays, you're right. You run screens, draws, those stupid sideways passes, Nebraskans hate. Those are the plays you run. Yeah, we sure. didn't do any of that stuff. And I'm kind of like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? So right now, I think everybody in Nebraska knows that we don't want to be Tennessee. We don't want to be Florida State. And we don't want to be Miami or Texas, mm-hmm. where we're constantly firing and firing and firing and firing. And I think if you are, I had honest Nebraska fans, they'd also recognize that, you know, Scott Frost is going to have to grow into this job. I think it's now pretty sure. obvious that this was a bigger job than he expected, or he's not 100% ready for it. Uh, but I also think that Nebraska fans, because he is a native son, won us a national title when he was in school, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're probably going to give him time unless something really horrible happens. Like uh, we start getting annihilated the next, all of the games coming up. So I don't think he's really in any danger of being fired unless there's some egregious thing happened that we don't know about. One segment down, one to go with John Johnston of Corn Nation. But first need to talk to you fine folks about sweat, block, wipes. Oh, that's right. Saturday's around the corner. Might start to get a little nervous, start uh, might perspiring a little bit, but uh, uh, not so fast. Not if you use sweat block wipes to start the week, because you know why? It works up to seven days per use. That's right. Your, your little antiperspirant that does the whole oh, one day, two day protection. <laughs> that's cute, says uh, sweat block wipes. Talking about the doctor-created, doctor-recommended product with the dry shirt guarantee. That's right. If you start uh, if you start sweating in your green or white jersey, there's a good little sweat on it. Eh, you're going to get your hard-earned money back because they stand by their product. And why wouldn't they? I mean, they've been a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. They've racked up over 13,000 reviews and currently sit at number one in Amazon's antiperspirant category. Powerhouse right there. 
And I always like to throw this into manufactured in the good old U.S. of A, baby. So if you or someone you know needs some sweat block wipes, uh, give them this little tidbit here. Go to sweatblock.com with promo code locked on. That's one word, locked on, and that's going to get you 20% off your order. That's right, 20% off your order at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on. Say it one more time. Promo code locked on for 20% off at sweatblock.com. And also, guys, need to talk to you, find folks about betonline.ag. Got to hit the high notes on a Thursday. Uh, We're back and better than ever as all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the field to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this fall. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 100% percent welcome bonus for those of you like me and are bad at math let me break that down that means double your initial deposit just for signing up but you got to use promo code nfl 100 all one word nfl 100 to unlock that 100 percent welcome bonus from football to basketball to boxing to golf it's Ryder cup time baby right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season that's Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Once again, guys, that's BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's uh, let's keep talking to John, shall we? Well, that's wow, a nice level-headed answer because yeah, just like you said, Florida State, Miami, Tennessee, like they want to fire their guy after six weeks, but that's yeah, that's probably the responsible way to go about this now because it kind of doesn't work when you're just having a revolving door every two, three years coming in, coming out. So that's, yeah, that's fair. And I'm also sorry to, to do this, but I'm going to bring up week zero again, just for the first part of this question. Obviously tough game, the whole nation. There's like five games that go on that day. That's one of them. So a lot of people watch Nebraska haven't really watched since, except maybe last week, but what have they gotten a lot better at since week zero? Is it that defense? Is there is it something specific inside that defense? Is it something else? That's a damn good question because when you watch them play against Oklahoma, the first two snaps against Oklahoma on offense were both false, false starts. And on Perfect. our first drive, we had 30 <laughs> yards of penalties on our offensive line. So you kind of want to go, well, the offensive line got better. No, they didn't. They actually didn't get better. <laughs> it's like they have a quarter to fill, but my God, they're going to fill it. You know, maybe they got it all out of their system. I, I think that they had one bad quarter on defense against Illinois. It, I, I will say this. What they get better at? I focus, when I do this kind of stuff, I focus more on the mental aspect of the game because uh, most people don't. And I think that, well, look at, we mentioned Florida State and Miami. When you look at Florida State and Miami, they have athletes. They sure. are in the recruiting hotbed of the nation. Yeah. Right? Their problem is not athletes. Their problem is getting everybody with their head screwed on and moving in the right direction. A la mm-hmm. PJ Flex row the boat stuff. That, yeah. You know, people yeah. find cheesy, but that's what it's really about. It and works. I think what yeah. Nebraska's biggest problem has been, especially under Scott Frost, has been bad things happen and we can't overcome them. Gotcha. In other words, oh, we start out the game and we fumbled. Now we're all feeling bad about ourselves. 
and they Nebraska has lacked like the guy that's the leader guy that says, knock it the fuck off. We're going to come back and kick their ass. You know, mm-hmm. and now they have that on defense where you saw a whole bunch of players come back last year that could have gone, I don't know, left school or gone on to the draft, but they came back. So the defense has an attitude that, you know, that that where they want to play football and they don't let bad things happen that, and not overcome them. And that's really probably where it is from Illinois to Oklahoma, where in the Oklahoma game, they went toe to toe with one of the best teams in the nation. And they fought all the way through it, even though they made stupid mistakes all the way. They fought until the end of that game. So I think that's a big, huge confidence built, you know, boost for them. Uh, That's where I would say we've improved the most on offense. That has to happen. The defense is already there. And I think the Nebraska's Mm -hmm. defense is one of the best in the nation, but the offense has to get there. You know, and I think when you watched Adrian Martinez against Oklahoma, uh, he hit ball, he hit passes. You know, that touchdown to Omar Manning toward the end of the game that kind of brought him back to go, okay, we have a chance. That was an amazing pitch and catch. So, you know, Adrian Martinez has had this issue where he gets the yips or something. He completely overthrows wide open guys, underthrows them, throws shit out of bounds, does all this stuff. He has played very well. And I don't even think he's thrown an interception this year, which is now I jinxed him. Everything's going to go to hell, including me. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> yeah, four interceptions in the first half coming right up on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, that was actually right, – my next, like, question there was, yeah, like, Adrian Martinez in his 13th year at Nebraska, like, how has he been? Because, you know, like you alluded to, he has been smarter with the ball. Is that – I mean, is it pretty clear that he's kind of grown from his last few years, or is he just – kind of still the same age Martinez, do you think? I think he's very protective of the ball to the point he'll take a sack rather than throw it away. And, yeah. And that gotcha. that cost us in the Illinois pro in the Illinois game where he really hung on to the ball for a while because he didn't want to throw it and then do bad things and bad things happen and then we're all oh God, bad things happen. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, my mom hates me. You know what I mean? Like, so has he improved? I think that two things have happened. Number one, he is much more conscious about what he's doing. And secondly, I think Nebraska's receiving core, quite frankly, is the best we've ever had. They just, you know, they need to show it. Talent-wise, uh, we have talent in the receiving core coming out our ears. Our ears of corn, get it? That's terrible. Ah, there we go. I like okay. that. I like uh, that. There we go. Horrible. No, that plays. I don't that, even know no, why that plays. that. We don't Please, have I've done much worse in this line. podcast. We, we don't have an offensive line, so, uh, you know, there's that. Um, yeah. You know, against Oklahoma, everybody on the offensive line got a false start. I mean, it was like, hey, did you get yours? I got mine. Come on, man. That's, you know, that's said, almost okay, impressive. I'll false start in the next series and try to fuck that up. Yeah. So, <laughs> Kind of piggybacking off the receiver comment, though, like one of those top guys, and I'm going to botch his name completely, is uh, Samurai Toure. I, I probably <laughs> completely hacked that up. Completely hacked that up. At least Samurai. you know who I'm t- <laughs> Samori? I've never heard Samori? him called Samurai, but I'm using that from now on. It's Samori Please do it. It's, it's, oh, okay. it's like a, a, I don't know, a Latin singer-songwriter, you know? Samari Torre. So just oh. just say, touchdown Samari Torre. 
tray. You know, it, it just oh, rolls off. You got to get the hands going too. The yeah, there, yeah. there you go. <laughs> well, now, now that he just gave him that XML nickname, he's going to slice us up like a samurai sword for probably two hundred seven yards, three touchdowns. But like, what 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 does make him? Like uh, elite because you know, Montana transfer, he absolutely lit it up there. He's had a pretty good season to start off for Nebraska. What about him makes him special? He actually catches the ball when it's thrown to him. Hey, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. It sounds like something so simple. But no, I, I think he just he he has speed and he uh, he runs his routes well. Uh, Spring game, this last spring game, you know, we could finally go to things. Mm -hmm. So I went down and I shot the spring game. You know, I do photography and stuff sometimes. Uh, And you watched him on the field and you just, I talked to a couple of former Huskers after that. And they just kind of went, you know, a lot of times you look at things and you go, that guy can play. And that's what they told me. You know, they said both him and Omar Manning, who hasn't made a lot of noise yet, both of them have the body style. They have the speed. They have the moves. They have the athleticism. It's they just got to show it on the field. So, uh, I think what makes well, I think number one, he and Adrian Martinez have a, established a repertoire. You sure. know where they Adrian Martinez is going to find him on the field no matter where he is. So that's a big huge factor. And is it kind of like a running back by committee sort of thing going on? I just looked at like the, the carries for each one and they all seem pretty equal. Or is anyone kind of getting ahead of the, the rest of the pack here as we're going into the fourth, fifth game of the season for you guys? Well, Gabe Irvin uh, is out for the season. He was injured in Oklahoma. Okay. He has a leg injury, so he's gone for the season. Uh, but yeah, it is. I think it's it's been four guys and you're kind of going, uh, which one of them is going to take the lead? And they really haven't. So okay. you've, You've got Marquis Step was a transfer from USC. He's shown that he can bit, he can get the tough yards, but he hasn't played that much for some reason. We don't know. Uh, Sevion Morrison, I think, is the all-around guy. Ramir Johnson is a kind of a speedster dude, and uh, you kind of look at him, and go, okay, who's starting today? And you don't know until they get out there. So I don't know if it's because Frost feels like. You know, somebody showed up late to a meeting or somebody didn't put effort into practice or, I don't know, somebody stole too many Cheetos. Would I, sure. Who knows why? Classic. I don't know why Marquis Step, Marquis Step looked really good when he was running the ball and then he's barely carried it the last two games. So I don't even know if he played against Oklahoma. But um, I that's the guy I would think that we'd use against you guys because you guys are – I mean, you still probably got a tough defense. You still have a leftover Mark D'Antonio kind of like, yeah, you know, mental, definitely. angry kind of us against the world, little brother yeah. disrespect. Absolutely. You know, yeah. <laughs> sure. On your shoulder. Chip on the shoulder. Absolutely. Never that, be good MO, baby. for anybody. Nope. 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 And uh, I actually, it's kind of the point now where, like, as a state fan, like, whenever they start, like, giving us high rankings or saying, like, oh, I was whose defense is third in the country, it's like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't. Tell us that. Like, rather right. say that we're 93rd in the country. Like, no, come on. Let's <laughs> not get us fat and sassy here. Um, and this is actually something I did before recording. Like, I, I you know, I just went solo and I said, uh, if MSU wins, it will mean blank. If MSU loses, it will mean blank. So on the flip side, like, what would a Nebraska win mean on Saturday for you guys, just for the season or program as a whole, or maybe even not that big? <laughs> 
I think, well, it'll be another week of me feeling good about myself. Hey, there we go. There we go. And that's the biggest thing because it's all about me. Anyway, right. it would mean that we take another step forward in actually being good, you know, or being decent. We can't mm-hmm. say good yet. Maybe being yeah. okay. You know, it's like therapy now. You just got to kind of, yeah. you know, and then not get hurt by the Nebraska football team. It also, honestly, right now, I think that if we can beat you guys, which I think is going to be a, a really good game, and there's a reason mm-hmm. why the line's at three, uh, I think it might actually, it's going to build confidence, but it also might show us that we're capable of winning the Big Ten West, which is an absolute, complete bloody mess right now. Yeah, totally. I mean, Iowa, put it this way, Iowa is the fifth-ranked team in the nation. Yeah. Then Iowa is not the fifth best team in the nation. <laughs> Who the hell put Iowa at number five? You know what I mean? Yeah, I like Iowa. It's abysmal. Their offense is terrible. Their quarterback yeah. is serviceable. It's but fine. you know He's what? Okay. They Michael Penix threw him the ball many times, and oh, yeah. well, somebody He's else right. threw him the ball many times. I oh, uh, Brock Purdy. He just said, "Ah, it's yeah. for you." And now they're number five, and that's sad. Speaking of sad, and well, that's the flip side of the question. A Nebraska loss would mean what? Would it would it be a blip on the radar, or would it just be another unfortunate week that kind of gets brushed? Oh my up? God! Every loss, everything bad that happens is a referendum on the program. Okay, all right. It is honest to God. Fair. Every single thing that happens. I don't that's know if college you football. Yeah. To Nebraska football, but every you know, oh my God, that guy transferred. We should fire and burn everybody alive. Everything needs uh-huh. to die. You know, I mean, it's literally drama, 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 drama. And the reason for this is, I mean, when you look at the great state of Michigan, right, what do you guys got in Michigan? Well, you guys got you and the Wolverines. And then, Mm -hmm. I don't know, there's, you know, other things going on in Michigan. You have a great state. You've got the Upper Peninsula. People make fun of youpers. What do you got in Nebraska? Name three things about Nebraska. Creighton's okay at basketball every once in a while. Oh, my God. <laughs> the College World Series, the College World Series. That's that's always fun. That's a hoot and a half. And um, yeah, Nebraska football. I think that'll just pretty much round it out, right? Yeah, see that. <laughs> that'll so, do so it. What you need? Three sports that'll, things. That'll do it. Yeah, that that will do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, well, John, this, so this if, has been an absolute pleasure. If you can't, if we can't be good at football, then we look at each other and go, "Why does our state exist?" It's like <laughs> Oklahoma. Okay, if you didn't think about Oklahoma football, what would you go? Oklahoma, what is that? That's that big blotch of red clay that's between Texas and that other state I can't think of anything about. You know what I mean? So that's why Nebraska, it's everything is a referendum on the football program. If we lose, it's going to be just malaise. Everybody walks around angry and bitter. You know what I mean? Blank stairs, thousand-yard stairs in the streets of Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's not it's blips. Up. We don't. It's not a blip on the. It's like, oh god, why? Uh, well, that's what makes you guys one of those passionate fan bases. There's no doubt. I mean, that's that's college sports, baby. Live and die with every single loss. Lord knows I do it. Um, but yeah, that's that's the beauty of it, man. So no, no doubt about it. But hey, I, I've I've had a complete, absolute pleasure talking to you, man. This has been one of the. The more fun uh, previews I've had with uh, someone else from the other team so far. So th- thank you so much for your time, John. This has been a, a hoot and a half. You, you could do me the grace of losing. See, I don't know if I can do that. I I, I don't know if I <laughs> yes, could. Sir, buddy. Thanks a lot. I, like I, I thought I liked you. 
Yeah, I, but here I am just turning full heel at the very end of the interview. I, I, yeah, I unfortunately exactly. want to see my team win. I unfortunately want to yeah. see the Spartans win. I know. I know. So now you're going to block my email and uh, never never hear from, from me again. So there we go. <laughs> so are you going to ask me what happened? Yeah, yeah. What what happens? I think over time. Do, do you think that or, or what are you feeling here? Yes. I think one of two things happen. Neither team could score a point and game ends up in a six to six tie and ninety-six yeah. overtime. Or or Michigan State has this impossible lead and at the last like eight seconds left in the game, Andrew Martinez goes back and sees Samurai Torre, Samurai Torre. Samurai Torre, Samurai Torre. And he gets pushed out of bounds, pushed out of bounds, comes back in bounds, catches a touchdown pass. That's ruled. He was pushed out of bounds, and we win the game. Huh, I don't think that's ever happened. No, that's unprecedented. <laughs> that doesn't ring a bell to me. So, no, that'd be a first for sure if that does happen. That'd be pretty crazy. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. It would. It'd that, be uh, that something out. that uh, nobody's ever heard of before. Certainly not. No, no, absolutely not. So, hey, we'll, we'll find out Saturday, I guess. Ho- hope you enjoy the game. Not like too much though, you know. That's yeah. I do. I do honestly think that I think both these. I think Nebraska's defense is really good, and, and you won't be able to score thirty-eight on us like you did against Miami. But mm-hmm. uh, I'll give you a seventeen. Okay. And I'll give Nebraska right. twenty-one. The game comes down to the obvious: who turns the ball over the least. Yep. Yep. And we by the way, people. is Connor Haywood like what is he like thirty-eight years old now? He yeah, thirty eight. He's got three kids. He's on a second marriage. Yeah, he's yeah, but he's he's doing good here. Um, he's he's been around since the John L. Smith era. Things have just been great for for old Connor Hayward here. Yeah, <laughs> check on two more touchdowns for him too. <laughs> oh man, well John, thank you so much, man. Uh, coordination is that where the people can find you, or is there a better place for the fine folks to uh, f- find your work? Well, coordination are in jail. Jail, perfect, awesome, <laughs> excellent. During the during the rack hour, we'll uh, peek our heads over and check you out. So. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. Well, John, this is great. Hey, maybe we talk during basketball season. Um, yeah, if, okay. if you want to, if you're up for it. But yeah, man, I mean, this, this has been a this has been a blast. Love to have you on again. Sure. Take care of yourself and not really that much luck this Saturday. Sure. No, understandable. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, John. Okay. Appreciate it, man. Take care. Yeah, Bye. How you going? Massive, massive thanks to John. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Uh, whenever I reach out to other media members or figures in other fan bases, and that, you never know what I'm going to get, obviously, you know, either like super detailed breakdowns with every name on the depth chart, which is great, or something like that, you know? I mean, I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like we kind of look at college sports the same sort of way here. Um, don't look at it too seriously, but at the same time, no, I can still absolutely ruin our days, no, no doubt about it. So, yeah, absolutely loved talking to John Johnston there. Um, and on tomorrow, we got more Nebraska folk on the podcast. We've got Husker Mike of GBR Talk. Actually uh, recorded the interview earlier today, and, yeah, he's awesome breaking down keys to the game for what Nebraska needs to do to win the game, what they shouldn't keep doing uh, that they've been doing wrong this season. So, yeah, nice little 10-minute uh, conversation with Husker Mike for tomorrow's episode. Uh, but guys, uh, you know, we also have these predictions, but when you're betting on the Spartans, it doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, Ron team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. 
Follow the Locked On Bets podcast host of, sorry, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. All right, guys. Hey, once again, thank you so much for listening. Starting your day with Locked On Spartans. And, hey, we'll see you tomorrow for game day eve, baby. That's right. Go Green.